Hey everybody out there in podcast land. What's up everyone? Drew and Dan here. Thank you for listening. It's the Drew and Dan show as always brought to you by the breakfast burrito at Expatriate. It is a triumph. I actually had it on Sunday. Oh. It, just just to take a little trip down memory lane, and it was amazing. Uh, you don't normally wake up probably in the morning and think, man, I want a breakfast burrito, but you haven't had this one. It is amazing. It is unlike any other breakfast burrito you've ever seen or tasted or heard about. So good. This particular podcast is also brought to you by the Oakland Coliseum, which so kindly allowed Dream on Green to... Uh, be in one of their suites and watch the game. <laughs> not, uh, every, a, not every stadium in Oakland allowed him to be there. No, yeah. <laughs> Most importantly, Oracle. Uh, anyways, let's get to it. Yeah, so we're we're in mourning. I'm in mourning. You, you're, you're not in mourning, per se. Um, thought the NBA Finals could have ended last night, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warriors could have finished it off, but the Cavs had other plans. Actually, the NBA had other plans. If we're being really honest. Yes. Am I right, Dan? Yes. The NBA stepped in. Uh, Draymond Green had amassed a certain amount of technical fouls, flagrant fouls, uh, due to a number of uh, groin punching incidents. And uh, the NBA decided to take a look at that little dust up with LeBron James, which was not a dust up. No, and that's what that's what's crazy is I if you think think about the last podcast we recorded, it was yeah. after after Game Four. We didn't even talk about we it. We didn't that exactly. We didn't talk about That's it. How I remember them the showing it. Was. I I thought they might give LeBron a flagrant of anything. Yeah, but yeah, but, so but, man, I mean, the, in fact, people we watched the game with to quote uh, Matt, who was on the pod a few a few episodes ago, saying uh, ridiculous things. Um, he was like surprised that Draymond had restraint. Like he was like, "Wow, I'm really proud of Draymond. I'm impressed with Draymond." He, yeah. he could have reacted, but he didn't react. He was and walking away. Then there were these camera angles that kind of showed his like arm flailing out and not making contact. It was just absurd, right? Yeah. It was just a totally absurd situation. The NBA decided, "Hey, uh, let's get a few more games out of this. Let's squeeze to get so, squeeze yeah. a few more games." Uh, Draymond got suspended due to the amount of of incidents that he had uh, kind of accumulated. Um, ended up banned from Oracle Arena and um, took away the Warriors' best defensive player and maybe the league's best defensive player. Well, second, Argu- arguably, second best. Arguably. The other, not not to hang on this play too much, but it's just, we have to talk about it now because we didn't talk about it last mm-hmm. time and obviously it's a big deal. Yeah, now it's a big deal. LeBron literally, without, without using too graphic of language, like you don't walk over a guy like he did. Like, no. For Draymond, in order for Draymond to stand up, his head basically needed to like, yeah, you know. I think I do know. Without like, you don't do that if you're LeBron. LeBron was purposefully. I think LeBron was trying to get LeBron. Yes, Draymond. Yes, he. It was over. He knew it was over. He had a last ditch effort, and he was trying to get Draymond to react. Draymond, you know, reacted, but not the way he, you know. Typically reacts. However, the NBA decided due to, and then after in post game, LeBron lobbies. Right, he just says, you know, talks about how you know Draymond was out of hand and this and that, and yeah, and it was just ridiculous how he used the post game press conference after an incident that he instigated and he was um, just the primary offender in to get Draymond Green suspended. Just absolutely absurd. Um, so without their you know their best defensive player on a great defensive team, uh, Dan. Andrew Bogut took a nasty Oof. knee injury. So and it, it sounds like he might be okay. 
he's traveling with the team. Yeah, he's traveling. You know, I can't imagine for a guy of his size, um, you know, not having your knees at full strength is going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, but definitely it was a problem in the game last night because the, the Warriors were hanging around. In fact, they played an outstanding first half. Klay Thompson was absolutely on fire. In fact, the Warriors looked like they were controlling the game in the first half. Yeah. And then even without Draymond on the floor, Bogut was having a block party night, was a great rim protector. Um, and then Bogut got knocked out, and it looked really gruesome. Ended yeah. up just hanging on to his knee. Um, didn't even get back into the play. So now they're without Draymond and Bogut, the two primary rim protectors on that team. And so you want to know. So oh, you know, everyone can talk about LeBron went for forty-one and Kyrie went for forty-one. And they had this just incredible not offensive night. Well, of course they did. Yeah. Because the two best defensive players were not on the court for the Warriors. Um, and let's be honest. I mean, LeBron was shooting pull up off the dribble like 18 footers all night, and they were going. Yeah. And then and that uh, doesn't happen all the time. Kyrie was shooting circus shots. Kyrie was on another level. 17 for 24. And right before we recorded this, I uh, I did a double take. So so, so you score 41 points, only two free throws. That's pretty yeah. crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so an absolutely unbelievable. Uh, scoring night for those two guys without the two best defensive players on the Warriors. And the question is, with Draymond uh, back next game in Cleveland, uh, will we have Bogut back um, and mobile and able to move and do what he's been doing, which is just absolutely rejecting everything in sight? And I think it the uh, what a lot of people don't understand, and I think you brought this up in our last pod or the one before, is – the way that the the way the pace of the um, just a modern day NBA game goes, like there's there's not really like with Draymond out the the question that we often answer is okay, well who's gonna guard LeBron now? Yeah, and that's kind of irrelevant. They they miss because Iggy can guard LeBron. Yeah, great. Other guys can guard LeBron from time to time, but Draymond is such a great help defender, right. off the ball defender, switch defender. That he could literally, the Cavs could switch like screen, yeah. and he can guard Kyrie. Yeah, he could lock up Kyrie. He could lock up Tristan Thompson. Yeah. So they lost. They lost an incredibly versatile defender when yeah. he went down. And Bogut's just he can't he can't do as well on the switches. But Bogut's yeah. just a really smart team defender. Yeah, and uh, you know if you watch the game last night, you get again Steph Curry is getting absolutely thrashed off the ball. You mm-hmm. know they're they're just getting. Absolutely, you know, punishing him coming through the lane, coming through the paint, and um, you know, and you know, an article leaked yesterday saying he actually does need surgery on his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, post- Sorry for saying you were wrong. <laughs> so I mean, there, there you have it. So of course he's downplaying that, um, you know, for obvious reasons because mm-hmm. he's not trying to get parts of his body targeted at this juncture because yeah. he's still got to take care of business. Um, so it'll be really interesting. NBA wanted a game six. They're going to get at least a game six. I hope the Warriors can close it out. One thing I got to mention, Dan, is... Just to remind you, you've called game six this whole time. Yeah. I've you said, haven't wavered. I've wavered. I've said so. Warriors and six. Uh, but that, you know, I was assuming a healthy Warriors team. And, you know, Steph is clearly not right. Although I've never thought he has been right for a while. Yeah. Um, and, but now Bogut, um... You know, is, is struggling as well. So um, we will see. I got to mention this, Dan. Yeah. Harrison Barnes, you know, most likely future Laker Harrison Barnes. I hope not. Played absolutely the worst postseason game I've seen him play. He was shooting from everywhere, missing everywhere. He was just an absolute circus. 
and uh, it was bad. It was not. It was not a good showing. On the uh, other hand, a good showing from him. Kevin, do you want to read me how many points Kevin Love had? Like, my, <laughs> we got Mine's a little. Foggy. We got time. It was poor Kevin Love. He he played thirty three minutes. Uh, he was a complete non-factor, uh, but he had two well, points. Wow. Two points. That and is... one of the best vines I've ever seen, going with a big smile to high-five LeBron, and LeBron screamed in his face oh, for something man. he had done, which is just pretty much Kevin Love's uh, career in Cleveland in yeah. a nutshell. Uh, it's got to be coming to an end. Yeah. I don't know how they get him out of there, but he's got to be getting out of there. Yeah, um, It's not working with Kevin Love in Cleveland. So. so one of the big takeaways of this game for me is, um, and this is, again, it's widely known that I can't stand LeBron. He's like one of my least favorite players. But yeah. I, I hope people understand that I, I think he is just an outstanding player. Yeah. And I've often thought, and I've told you this many phenom. times. He's a phenom. Yeah. Uh, I've often thought that the Cavs are actually most scary when LeBron has to shoulder the load. The most, right? Yeah. That's sort of what happened last year. He didn't have Kyrie. He didn't have Kevin Love. And the Cavs gave him a rough time. Yeah. And so what what was kind of crazy about last night is, well, I guess leading up. So this series. Also, did you know LeBron took 30 shots last night? I saw that. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Uh, LeBron. LeBron's had to shoulder a lot of the load for most of this series. Yeah. And I think the Warriors have just proven that they're just a better team than he is a player. You know, they're beating him. But what's scary about the Cavs is you never know. Like Kyrie just played out of his mind. And if LeBron has another dude like that, where, I mean, they both score 41 apiece. We haven't really seen anything like that besides Curry, Thompson, or Durant, Westbrook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just needs a guy to step up. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if – with all the data we have, it, it seems like it might be a flash in the pan type of thing. Like, I don't think Kyrie is always going to play it that good, although I love yeah. Kyrie. I don't think LeBron's always going to score 41. Uh, and on the other hand, Kevin Love's not always going to score two. But, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so we're headed for a game six on Thursday. Um, as a Warriors fan, I'm really hoping the Warriors can close out the series in Cleveland and make that locker room smell like champagne to Again. quote Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Uh, so that would be, you know, that's what, I, that's what I'm rooting for. But, you know, uh, I, like I said, I've called Warriors in six. But actually, this is the first time I've actually been a little bit scared. A little uh, nervous. A little nervous because um, defense matters. And if you're wondering why the Warriors were missing so many shots um, you're like, oh, well, you know, yeah, they're yeah. missing their two de- best defensive players, but they also missed all those shots. Well, that's true, but I've said from podcast one, right, good defense leads to good offense. And if yeah. you're not getting those stops, you're not getting those defensive plays, uh, it's really hard to come down and make those shots. So I agree. They'll have Dre for the rest of the series. Right. Uh, and I, I just Hopefully. think – Regard, yeah, unless he punches someone in the groin <laughs> in between now and then. I think Bogut – it's really unfortunate if he can't play, but Bogut not having Bogut isn't the biggest factor. And I just think Dude, he was a monster block party mm-hmm. the other night. I just think any team in the NBA is not essentially what we're asking Cleveland to do to win is to beat Golden State three times in yeah. a row. They, I, it's just not gonna happen. Uh, you know, know, yeah, and that's what people said about the Warriors versus OKC because OKC is not a scrub team. They might be, you know, you could argue that they're the best or second best team in the NBA. And <laughs> um, you know what happened? Warriors did, did Warriors things and uh, came back and, and did the exact same thing. People are saying that Cleveland can't do. So we'll see. 
Um, obviously, yeah. the supporting cast in Cleveland, not the same. Nope. But but we will see. I saw um, shifting gears, Dan, if, if yeah, I may. I, please. I um, was watching the game, and it, there was this moment. I could tell you the exact moment. You know, the Warriors were not the same after Bogut got the knee injury. There were It was a one-point game when that happened, and then it was a slow downhill spiral uh, after that. And then Kyrie made it a fast downhill spiral because he literally just did a takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you the moment the game changed, and it was on a Clay Thompson baseline drive, jump stop, pump fake, two defenders on him. And instead of going into the defenders, he kind of tried to shoot up and over them, and it was just an air ball. It had no chance. And, you know, it was a two-possession game at that point, and then Cleveland took that air ball, came down and scored, and the Warriors were never back in it uh, mm-hmm. from that point forward. But um, if I'm being real – so, I mean, that's when the game was over pretty much. But with six minutes left and Kyrie doing Kyrie things, Warriors couldn't get a stop. Um, you know, Steph what was really struggling. And then about four minutes left, three minutes left, you know, the final score was only a 15-point win for Cleveland, right? So yeah. right seemed before— like less than that, huh? Right before—well, it seemed like more than that, actually. Oh. And But right before Kerr—because Kerr emptied the bench. Both guys emptied the benches okay. for the last two minutes. But even right before that decision happened, there were fans streaming for the exit, right? You can mm-hmm. see that lower bowl in Oracle. Fans are getting up and leaving. Now, of course, the only people who can sit down there are super wealthy, right? That's Google money all around the lower yeah. bowl. Um, you know, Silicon Valley. Also, shout He's, out to the dude. I've seen him every every game in Oracle. He's wearing a Davidson jersey. He's like, right. <laughs> you know the dude I'm talking about? Yeah, dude must be made of money. Yeah. And I, I hope he went to Davidson. Yeah. Yeah, respect I if respect he did. Anyway, but maybe just re- repping a sweet Steph Curry throwback. But like, anyway. Like I rep my lower Marion jersey whenever Kobe's in town. <laughs> no, we'll, get, we'll get to that pod soon. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the whole, the, anyway, fans heading for the exits and, you know, watching NBA Twitter just go like all these people were just ripping on the fans of Oracle and mm-hmm. the lower, if you're sitting that level, you dropped thousands of dollars for those seats. Those are multi-thousand dollar seats. And, um, yeah. you know, so these aren't like the, we believe 2007, just fanatics that, you know, have been rocking out Oracle for years and years and years. Golden State has, you know, my opinion, the best fans in in the game, and these fans are headed for the exits. But Twitter was just reaming these people, saying, can't believe you're headed for the exits with the game still not over. It's mm-hmm. like the, everyone knew the game was over, and about 30 seconds after that kind of initial exodus, Kerr emptied the bench because he knew it too. Um, I'm just watching people like tweeting like you know can't believe Warriors fans bandwagon fans lol at these Warriors fans and it was it was ridiculous you know um, so people I follow kind of tweeting about the fans and and you know I was at the Portland game you know I don't mean to keep bringing it up it's like literally the only Warriors game I've seen other than a preseason game earlier this year in in a while right yeah. since I'm since yeah, I moved yeah. up um, but I was at the Portland game when Steph had that overtime takeover and I can tell you right now I was in that lower bowl right thanks to the generosity mm-hmm. of my friends huh <laughs> and uh, you know that game was with you know 90 seconds left it was an over it was overtime so it's gonna be close right yeah. the game was not officially over especially the way the Warriors had been playing and the way the Blazers had been playing but fans were pouring out of out of Portland yeah. right the Portland fans were done they're heading for the exit in mass and uh, it's just you know there's something to be said that it's not a bandwagon fan move it's hey you know you, like you just know in your heart right you, the game's done. You don't want to see it. It's hard to watch. Um, and I don't know. I, I just don't think it was warranted for everyone to be like, okay, yeah. this is this is 
I don't think it was a fan issue, even though, you know, the internet was, like, being harsh on all these fans. And, uh, I don't know, maybe it just well, ties into the question. Yeah, yeah. Dan, like, as people have been saying all year, because the Warriors had success last year, won the, won the title last year, uh-huh. and the biggest backlash is, well, the Golden State fans are bandwagon fans. Mm-hmm. You've heard that? Oh, yeah. They're bandwagon fans. All these guys are on the bandwagon. You don't know about the Warriors. You weren't rooting for the Warriors. You just became a Warrior. You didn't have that yeah. Warriors shirt. You didn't have that, you know, this, that, and the other. Everyone's just kind of ripping on the Warriors fans that have come out of the woodwork to root for Golden State. What are your thoughts like on that on that um, that thought that Warriors fans are bandwagon fans? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. I I think I, I don't I, you have to differentiate between I mean there's different I think bandwagon fans certainly do exist. Yeah. I think Fairweather fans exist. And then I think there's a level of just love for your team where yeah. it's just like really hard to watch. Yeah. It's almost in a sense like when you're in a bad relationship and you, you're you're like, you know it's bad, you know you should leave, but there's like that part of you that wants to stick around. It's like when you when you have that feeling like in a game. You wanna you wanna give me some names or <laughs> that's for another pot. <laughs> but you you sort of like I mean, part of it is, I guess, if you if you pay good money for those seats, yeah. like you want to stay, get your money's worth. But also, it's like almost like this form of self torture. Like, yeah. like I was, which is respectable in some respects. But but I need to say, like for myself, I love the Lakers so much. And whenever they're like a compet, like this year was just kind of funny to me. Right. Like it's fun to see the young guys. It was fun for me to see Kobe's last year. But the I can remember the years where they've been like that first year five years ago or whatever when they lost to Boston it was really really hard to watch those games yeah especially because you could feel that Boston's a better team but then on the on the other hand when they win um it just feels amazing and to share a story of my own they so so Lakers were going for the three-peat right they they beat Orlando uh, they beat Boston, and then the next year they were back in the playoffs, and they got swept by Dallas in the second round. Uh, I went down with my dad to L.A. and watched game two of the second round yeah. in Staples against the Mavs. And so this to me is how I would describe a Fairweather fan, which okay. or bandwagon, which I think okay. the Lakers unfortunately have maybe the biggest bandwagon fan base okay. out there. At halftime – Tons of people left and never came back. Like I'm not kidding you. <laughs> yeah. Lakers were down by six at half. Uh, people were booing Pal Gasol shooting free throws. Yeah, there are all these people in in every part in the hundreds, two hundreds, three hundreds, just peacing out, right. leaving. Uh, where I don't know. There, there's a certain level of you that, which I could see what some people are saying about Golden State. There's a certain level where you, as a true fan of the game, as a tra- fan of the Warriors and greatness, you're there's just the practicality of, dude, you're leaving. There's two minutes left in the game. One, you're not gonna be missing that much traffic. Right. Like I don't. Do you have somewhere you need to be? Like yeah. the Bart isn't gonna be much like less full. And you're watching two of the greatest players yeah. of all time. Yeah. You're not gonna st- like stick around and be just in the same like. There's a level of me that's like, man, I'm in the same room as Steph Curry. I'm in the same room as LeBron James. Right. I need to soak in this moment. Um, anyway, went went off on a tangent, but I, I think wa- Warriors fans, I don't know. That's fine. I don't have a problem with people leaving early. Like, yeah. why? 
it kind of comes back with everyone's hatred to Golden State, yeah. I feel like. like yeah, Steph a lot of Curry. hatred for Golden State across the country, yeah. across the internet this year especially, Yeah, uh, which happens when you win. Yeah, When you win a lot of games, when you win titles, you know, you, you draw hate. You know, look what happened to the Red Sox. People were pretty indifferent to the Red Sox, and all of a sudden everyone yeah. hated, hated the Yankees, Red Sox. The Yankees, the whole Lakers, deal. Lakers, Celtics, everything. Uh, Dan, can I give you my take specifically on Warriors fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, can I, I'm sorry. Can I, can I say one more thing? Yes. Or, or were you were you about ready to drop fire? <laughs> so there's this whole in Golden State, like oh, Golden State fans are coming out of the woodwork now. Yeah. People don't realize that the math just doesn't add up. If your team doesn't make the playoffs, you play six months. If right. your team makes it to the finals, you're in eight months. If your team's not in the playoffs, then there's nothing for. I'm not going to keep rooting for the Lakers this year. There's no games to do, root for do, them. Do I need for. a calculator where it's six, eight? Hold on. <laughs> it carry, is. Carry the, just, carry the as one. you were talking, I was doing the math in my head. Carry the but, but like, people don't. Of course, I'm not going to root just because I'm not like audibly rooting for the Lakers yeah. in this postseason. That doesn't mean I'm a bandwagon fan if they make the playoffs next year. Yeah. It's just, dude, they're not in the playoffs. And Golden State has been bouncing the first round, second round. Yeah. And now that you're stoked that they're in the finals for the second year in a row, that doesn't mean you or anyone else is a bandwagon fan. It just means, like, <laughs> I don't know. Let me, give, let me give you a hot take. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Bandwagon fans, it's not a thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, okay. So I disagree with may, you, may, so may, I wanna... maybe that came Maybe that came out a little bit wrong, but... Uh, so let's say let's say it is a thing, but like it should it's not a big deal. Like there, I don't think there's really any such thing as a bandwagon fan per se. It's just you're just a fan, yeah. right? What can't we just call them fans? And I'm, this is an area I think I've been growing in, uh, Dan, a little Dude, bit because are uh, we doing discipleship? Yeah, right now, I, I've, bro? Been, I've been. This is an area of growth for me because um, I went through a season where I just hated Angels fans because uh, you know the whole Rally Monkey era and all that, but. You know, I'm just realizing that people want to get excited about an exciting team. They want to get excited about a winning team, and and that's okay. Like maybe they don't, maybe they didn't watch a lot of baseball before, or maybe in the Warriors' case, people didn't really watch a lot of bas- basketball before. Um, and then all of a sudden, they kind of get a glimpse, like someone introduces them to, hey, check out this team. Hey, watch the yeah. way they play. Watch the way Steph shoots. Watch what he does. Watch the magic happen. And they're like, dang, that is crazy. My my friend Jordan, who's a fan of the pod, um, is telling me his son, what, two years old, Ethan, mm-hmm. two year old, you know, looking at the looking at the TV, and he says, you know. Steph Curry, you know, and like yeah, like yeah. his two year old, he like and, and Jordan's never talked about him. He just watches the games, and he's like, he know he's identified Steph Curry, you know, Steph yeah. Curry, and the, and the thing hanging out of his mouth, his binky, and he's like super into it, and like yeah. the stuff that he does, and it's like th- there's just a level of joy that you can get. And let's say you didn't grow up watching him, or you didn't, you're not a lifelong fan or a diehard <laughs> fan. That's okay. Yeah, you know, um, I, you know, I grew up in with with a with a dad who wasn't super into baseball, and but I grew up in the Bay Area, and I had posters of the A's and the Giants on my wall, right? The Bash yeah. Brother era of the '80s with McGuire and Canseco, and then the Will Clark, Kevin Mitchell Giants across the Bay, and I had all the cards, I have all the posters of both teams, and it's like you know, it's just I was why because they both did crazy stuff. They were super fun to watch. They were super fun to go to, and I just yeah. think. And here's what I'm what I'm realizing, Dan. More, I didn't really notice it before this year because no one ever really hated the Warriors before this year, right? And so it's kind of yeah. funny to me that people hate the Warriors now. Um, I feel like if you've actually if you call someone a bandwagon fan, you're just a jerk. Hmm. 
How about that? If you if you like look to someone and like try and tear down their fandom for to make you feel better, you're just a jerk. You're just a you're just a jerk of a person. I yeah. want to quote this. I saw this by a by a blogger um, and and uh, a, f- a friend of mine actually from the Bay Area. His name's Steve Paulo. And, you know, he writes about baseball and Sup, wine and, and he's a tech guy. Um, and I'm sure he's not listening to this, but um, he wrote, he had this quote Sup, he wrote. Steve. He said, uh, he said, uh, to anyone who is newly rooting for the Warriors, this is right, you know, before the finals, but this year he wrote, to everyone who is newly rooting for the Warriors, right, right into the Bay Area, addressing the Bay Area, you know, fans. He said, you are not, quote, bandwagon fans. You are fans, period. Root for the team and you're a fan. Anyone who makes you feel differently because of how long you've rooted or under what circumstances you've rooted is a jerk. It's not the word he used, but yeah. they said it's end of sentence. He just left it at that. Okay. Right. So yeah. if you're tearing people down, you know, people find joy in watching a team, watching players, just let them find that joy. Right. And if yeah. you're like, if, if your team, Oh, guess what? Your team's out. So now you're going to throw rocks at the fandom of somebody else. Yeah. Like, get over it. Let them find the joy yeah. in, in rooting. Dude, and, I think, I think you're right. And uh, I, you brought up Jordan's a great example. I think of even uh, Matt, our friends Matt and Sarah. Yeah, possibly they, listening. Uh, hopefully listening. Probably not though. Probably not because they don't really like us. As much <laughs> they don't as we like, like us them. as people <laughs> as much as we like them. No, like I feel like uh, this year and last year they were really like Sarah grew up sort of rooting for the Hornets, you know. Yeah. And but but they haven't really followed basketball and they got super into it this year. Went yeah. to a bunch of Blazer games. I would never call them bandwagon fans. Yeah. They're uh, so I think that's a great point. I think there there's a level of uh They like watching the Blazers. They also like watching the Warriors. Yeah, totally. Surprise. Yeah. Two fun teams. I think there's a level of when people when someone calls someone else a bandwagon fan, there's almost that like hipster-ish level of like like man i listened to arcade fire before they were super cool and yeah. now everybody likes them yeah. but i like them when they were like cool before you didn't know they them won. when i knew them yeah You're exactly not even a real fan it's so like, it's that same and, and i've i've felt that before i felt that when i when i watched that lakers game with my dad in la there were people yeah. leaving and like man i watched the lakers for as and, long as i could remember and i won't and I, you know i won't defend the lakers you yeah, know, yeah but but LA is a different culture. Yeah, it's a different it's culture. True. It's about the show. It's about you know, um, mm-hmm. you, you, if UFC is winning, people will go, and if they're not, they won't. Yeah, you know? it's if more is winning, they'll go. If not, and so they'll go, they'll see the spectacle, then they'll leave and, and go, yeah, you know, and go to the club yeah, and places like LA, New York, they're just more yeah. transient too. Yeah. Like like Golden State's gonna draw Bay Area people, Portland's yeah. gonna draw Portland people. LA, there's people in from vacation. People people go on. They take business clients out yeah. to a Lakers game. It's like something yeah. to do, you know, more than it is. Yes. I mean, I grew up in the Bay. I grew up a few blocks from Chris Mullen's house, you know. Um, I've been watching the Warriors since I was a little kid. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember the Chris Webber dunk on Charles Barkley. It was like the highlight of my entire adolescence, um, sad to say. And um, <laughs> I just looking at all the new love for the Warriors and all the fans coming on board and hearing that it just annoys me to hear them called bandwagon fans. They're fans. They want to watch yeah. a game. They want to watch these guys. And uh, it's, it's a special moment and let them enjoy it. That's a good point. Don't and throw, and don't I think th- don't throw rocks. And if you do, you're a jerk. I, I, I walked into this thinking that I had a stronger opinion about quote unquote bandwagon fans, but I think you've, you've talked me out of it, but let, right. let me ask you this. And this is the only the only thing where I'm still a little bit defensive is so let's say I don't know like 
let's say I this year was super just rooting for Golden State all year. Okay. Like you're, you're totally cool with that. Let's say next year Oklahoma City is like the team to beat and they go all the way and I'm like full on board with Oklahoma City. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like the I, transient the transient fan, not so much the bandwagon yeah, fan, yeah. but like Well, honestly that doesn't really bother me if they're a fan of the game. Mm. Like you love basketball. Yeah. You know, you love why wouldn't you want to watch Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant ball out? Like if they if they were winning. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. want to watch him. If they were playing the Cavs, I'd be rooting for them too. You know what I mean? And let, I mean, let me give you an example for That's that. True. Um you know, I I love baseball, right? And I'm super down with the Giants, you know, and I love the A's too. But, you know, I'm super down with the Cubs right now. Yeah. You know, they've got just this amazing lineup. They're just, you know, if they play the Giants in the postseason, I'm, you know, I'm not rooting for the Cubs. But I just want to see how far the Cubs can go. Yeah, that's you know? true. I, I, I'm not really rocking the Cubs gear or whatever, acting like I'm a Cubs fan, but I'm super into them. Yeah. And they're, it's awesome. Uh, I grew up uh, East Bay rooting for Cal, the Cal Bears, college football team, right? Uh, that was a rough go for a while, and they had this season where they turned it around with Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch, yeah. uh, Deshaun Jackson, you know, all these Jeez. just beast, beast dudes. And it was like, oh, this is amazing, you know. And then it, lately it's just been all bad, you know. It, people might know the Jared Goff, you know, year or whatever. But even that, it was hard to root for, you know. Jared like, Goff, apologize to Yusil Puig, it's been It's been hard to root for the Bears for about a decade. Yeah. Um, but and so in the meantime, right, because they literally had 0 and 10, you know, 1 and 11, you know, seasons recently. Um, you know, I've been like looking at different squads and just being like, okay, the Bears are just horrible. Yeah. I don't even like their coach, right? Even though that we had the golf year, like I'm not a big fan of of, of Coach Sonny and. Um, you know, next year there's going to be guys that we know playing for U of O. There's going to be guys playing at Oregon State and yeah, true. Uh, Stanford, and and you know, next year there'll be even more guys that we know playing playing in these other Pac-12 schools. I'll be rooting for you know those guys for them to do well. Um, and all that to say, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit, but you know, yeah, I'm going to consider Cal my team. But as they're not going anywhere, and under their current yeah. administration, they're not going to go anywhere. Um, you know, I can. I can be down with other teams. If people want to call me a bandwagon, whatever, um, that's yeah. fine. I don't care. That's a great point because in the same way, so obviously this year. Yeah, Lakers like, are down. Lakers are down, and I'm super down with what Golden State's doing. Yeah, and, and, you, I, and you like Boston. Yeah, You're I super really, down with Boston. I'm super down with Boston yeah. uh, just for the sake of I want them to play the Lakers in the finals and <laughs> get swept. But, yeah. but I've been called a bandwagon fan for yeah. – I've go to Bla- – I love the Blazers, yeah. like, but – Lakers are my team, yeah. But there's just nothing to root for right now. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. Anyway, uh, it's a really interesting, really interesting thought. Glad yeah. you brought that up. Yeah. So hey, if you're if you're right now pointing fingers at Golden State fans, calling them bandwagon, you might want to look in the mirror and just ask yourself, Am I a huge jerk? And 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 if you need if you want to talk about that, tweet at me at Drew Martin. Tweet at Dan at Dayo Tree. Yeah. We want to uh, help you not be a jerk. Yeah. And maybe you guys have been spelling Drew's name wrong on Twitter. Yeah, I've, I've, my I've mentions, getting, my mentions haven't been getting too much action. I've been getting most to of the love, and it's frankly a little overwhelming at times. So it, it's, it's the Drew it's and the, Dan podcast. D R U M A R T I N. Possibly Twitter. name soon to change. Drew's getting a little. Yeah, actually, on on that note, we're we're done talking NBA for now. Uh, we have some big stuff coming up. Yeah, next Be week excited. we're gonna um, we're gonna unveil some some new news about the pod. Yeah. Uh, there's no bachelorette this week, but we, we actually have something super fun planned possibly Friday. Yeah. 
uh, and it's recorded. let's just say it's Portland food related and you will not want to miss out you will not uh, it's I'm super excited about it come we're, hungry yeah come hungry we're thinking yeah we're thinking harder about it than we do most of our podcast so maybe that's a good thing <laughs> we will see uh, but you guys thanks for listening yeah to uh, the thousands to the hundreds of thousands yeah see you guys next time I got 100 on my dash, got 200 in my trunk Name in the grab bags, put my Bible in the trunk Like a vodka on the top of my binocular